for the reading of the word of the Lord, Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter number 5, starting at verse 16. I will cut back on the reading today from last Sunday. I just felt like changing it last Sunday. But verse number 16 and verse number 18. Again, we're going back to Galatians chapter 5 for, um, I think this is the sixth Sunday that I have taught from Galatians chapter 5 or preached from Galatians chapter 5. And uh, the Lord being our helper, we shall finish up next uh, Sunday. Uh, but Galatians chapter 5, what we are dealing with now are the fruits of the Spirit. The Scripture said in verse number 16, This I say then. This is very simple. And this, this is so simple that some people think it won't work. But it will work. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why don't we all just read that together? Let's start out now. This. Very good. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Again, keep this in mind. Keep this very close to you. In your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord bless you. you. May be seated. We also want to pray for those who were hurt and struck by the tragedy that happened in Aurora, Colorado. Right there in, actually, it's Denver just a suburb of Denver. In fact, when we were evangelizing, we spent a month there in Aurora. Asked God to help them such a terrible tragedy. This world is a messed up and sick world. And uh, I tell you, I don't know what people do without God. I don't know what people do without God. I, I certainly don't want to ever try to find out what people do without God. And uh, people turn to different things and people have mixed up ideas and opinions about things. They deal with situations in odd, odd and strange ways. But I'm glad that I know the Lord. I'm glad that when I'm in distress, I can go to God and God will help us. The Bible today is not just today, but for years and years and years has been full of things that would help us in our everyday living. If we want to know how to live a successful life and a joyable life, we need to apply the Bible to our lives. Having the Bible in your home is not good enough. Having the Bible and saying, I am 
a Bible believer is not good enough. We must have the Bible in our hearts and in our spirits. And uh, we talked about the works of the flesh and uh, the things that the works of the flesh produces. The works of the flesh is never, never produces long-time happiness and long-term joy and long-term peace. But the works of the flesh produces a lot of trouble in our lives. I am a firm believer today that if we would walk in the Spirit, we would be much happier in our everyday living. Uh, I made mention last Sunday, I read the works of the flesh, and, and then I read the, the fruit of the Spirit, what the, what the flesh produces and what the Spirit of God produces. I asked us a question, if we had to choose a neighbor, which one would we prefer to live by? I don't know about you, but today I would choose someone that would pre be producing the fruit of the Spirit. And it is probably the truth to your neighbor. Your neighbor would like to live by someone that produces the fruit of the Spirit. So I, if there's ever a time, if there's ever been a time, if there's ever going to be the time where the church of God needs to be doing the work of God, we are living in that day. If the world needs to see a light, it's in a dark time. And we are living in a dark time. We are living in a, a, a dark, dark society. We are living uh, where a lot of people do not have hope. They do not expect things to get better they do not see things getting better they see things going uh in the wrong direction their their family life is not getting better their job situation is not getting better so what people need to see is they need to see god in you we can tell them about god but we have got to show them god how do i show someone god you know how you show someone God? By them looking at you. Not that we are God, but we are the children of God. So when we are the children of God, we act like God wants His children to act like. Amen. And uh, if you see a glow on Brother Paul and Sister Dana's face, it is because they are proud grandparents. They are elderly folk now now sister Dana just started young brother Paul did rob the cradle so but uh, they are proud grandparents today and uh, what what I I last night we are we were there Monday with them uh, when the baby was born and uh, got to see her then and last night uh, before we even come by the house we stopped by to see the baby and uh, although I have seen her all week I don't know how many pictures I have received of the baby by text and by email but 
that I have seen her in, she has changed clothes no less than 152 times. <clears throat> I guess they're trying to get them all, all wore uh, before she outgrows them. But I was looking at her and we was looking at her in pictures and, and uh, she resembles her mother and she resembles her father. Uh, she looks a lot like uh, the Swains, and uh, but she does have a nose like her mother, and that is the way that it's supposed to be. And if we are children of God, we're going to look a lot like God looks. We're going to act a lot like God acts. Amen. 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 A lot of you act like your parents. How many, well, how many has ever heard uh, their husband say you act just like your mama? <laughs> Don't want to start an argument this morning. That's just like your mama. <clears throat> well, you act just like your daddy or your old daddy or your, well, we're not going to go any further into that, but... Anyway, you, you, you act a lot like who brought you into this world. So when we are reborn, the old man dies and we rise to walk in the newness of life. We start acting like God would want us to act. We start acting like his children. So what, what is this all about? The scripture says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 through 23, that there are nine fruits of the Spirit. This is what the Holy Ghost will produce. When the Holy Ghost is in your life and has control, this is what it will produce. It will produce the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, Meekness, temperance. This is what the Holy Ghost will produce. Now we could be like a man uh, that I remember my daddy talking about. Daddy said when the preacher got through talking about what the Holy Ghost would do for you, the man was rolling up his guitar cord and putting his guitar in the case and the pastor walked over and asked him, said, well, are you taking it home to tune it up or... Practice a little bit. He said, no, sir. Pastor said, if the Holy Ghost will do that to you, evidently I don't have it. That's not the answer. If it's not working, it's not because you can't have it and don't need it and it's not going to work for you. The answer is, get it. And it will work. Amen. Get full of it. When you read the Word of God, you will find that miracles were performed because they were full of the Holy Ghost. You will find the Apostle Paul done great works because he was full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was working uh, strongly and he was full of it in his life. We talked last Sunday, or we talked last Sunday about peace. And the Holy Ghost producing peace in our life. The Sunday before that we talked about love and joy. So this Sunday I'm going to try to 
cover uh, a few more. And the fourth one is long-suffering. What is long-suffering? What does it mean? What is the Scripture talking about when it talks about the Scripture and the Holy Ghost producing long-suffering? It means that we will be a patient people. We will be patient and endure. We will have endurance. We will bear long with frailties. We will uh, have long-suffering in offenses. We will have long-suffering in injuries. We will not be easily provoked of others. We will live without murmuring. We will live without resentment. This is what the Scripture is speaking about when it talks about long-suffering. The Holy Ghost will produce patience and endurance. The Apostle Paul said, we must run this race with patience. We must have endurance if we're ever going to hear him say, well done. A lot of people start serving God and they serve God very hard and very sincere. And just at a fast pace, you can't do enough, you can't preach enough, you can't have church enough, you can't witness enough, you can't be faithful enough, you can't be committed enough. But then they do not have endurance. There is going to be times in your life where it's not a mountaintop experience. There's going to be times when you come to church and it's kind of quiet and the preacher's just teaching instead of preaching. There's going to be times where you come and you pray and you don't feel a lot when you pray. But you've got to go by past experience that I know God hears. Amen. I know He is hearing me because He has heard me in the past. I know that He's faithful. Why? Because He's always been faithful. I know that He is faithful because He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but I'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. You've got to have endurance if you're going to live for God. You cannot live for God. We find that uh, there were people that were following Jesus, that they enjoyed the fishes, they enjoyed the loaves, they enjoyed the meal, they enjoyed the good times. But we find that Jesus had some hard words to say. And they all got up and left. And there was only his disciples there with him and he asked them the question will ye go away also their reply to this was to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life amen you're not going to always hear things that's going to tickle your ears from the pulpit because the preacher is under a mandate from God if it was my my, just going on my feelings, I 
would never want to cross anybody here because I sincerely love each and every one of you. But when God gives the preacher a message, the preacher must deliver the message. Amen. And you have got to listen to the Word of God. If it applies to our life, you, you can't get mad. And Well, I guess you can if you want to, but because that's what people do. But go and do something different because it's not like what you wanted to hear. But we must bring ourselves into subjection to the Spirit of God. Amen. Jesus taught hard things. Jesus said things that offended people. Jesus preached things that people did not like. But still, he had the words of eternal life. And the disciples realized, hey, this is not always going to be a walk in the park. Sometimes we have got to change things. I've, I've been to places and I've heard the word of God preached and and I realized that the light of God was shining into my life. And there were some areas that I needed to change. Amen. Amen. Long suffering. We must have endurance when things are not going our way. To endure like a good soldier. And bear long with frailties, sicknesses, injuries. Amen. No matter what comes our way, it, 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 it does not mean that God hates us, that God does not like us, but we have got to be long-suffering in frailties of this body. Amen. And frailties of the Spirit also. When we are injured physically or mentally, emotionally someone has injured us we have got to have long suffering without murmuring and complaining and resentment about what has happened to us in our lot in life there's a lot too long suffering when you stop and think about it first corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 4 through 7 says charity suffereth long and is kind charity envieth not charity vaunteth not itself it is not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly seeketh not her own is not easily provoked thinketh no evil rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth in the truth beareth all things believeth all things hopeth all things endureth all things it is long suffering charity will endure Colossians chapter number 3 verses 12 and 13 put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved Bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, 
so also do ye. Amen. The scripture says here that we are to produce the Spirit of God. We are to be merciful. We are to be kindness. We are to show humbleness of mind. When we walk through the world, we don't walk through the world with the haughty spirit because of who we are and because of what God has done for us. But we understand such were some of you. Amen. Such were some of us. But we have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. If it was not for the blood of Christ, we would be sleeping under the same bridge. Amen. If it was not for the mercy of God, we would be drinking from the same bottle. If it was not for the mercy of God, we would be popping the same pills, our sort snorting the same cocaine. Amen. But Thank God it's by His mercy and by His grace we are able to enter into the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. Amen. God's church does not have a haughty and a proud spirit. Amen. Amen. Thinking that we are too good to reach out a helping hand because someone is not like us. Amen. Thinking that we are too blessed to get our hands dirty with the sinner. That's what you are here for. You are not saved just where you would have a great life and enjoy the presence of God in the hereafter, but you are saved to help somebody along the way. That's what the church has always been doing. That's the call and the mandate from God to His church is to reach the lost, bring in the lost. Amen. Bring them into the house of God. Pray with them. Amen. Seek the face of God over their life and help them have the same opportunity that we have. Amen. Amen. That's what we were called to do. Never, ever should the children of God walk with their nose up in the air because we have been saved. Amen. But we walk with our hands stretched out to help somebody else because we have been saved. Jesus ate with the publicans and with the sinners. Now that wasn't the custom of that day. That wasn't the way that they did things. In fact, they got angry with him. Lord, why are you doing this? He said, it's not the whole that needs a physician. But he's come to the lost household of Israel. Amen. Some people's just too saved to even get saved. They're too holy to get holy. Amen. They're too good. Caught up in their own works. Now, I believe in holiness and I believe in separation from the world, but your holiness is not going to save you. Your separation from the world will not save you. You are separate from the world not to get you saved. You are separated from the world because you have been saved. Amen. Your works is as filthy rags. You say, oh, well, we, we do what we want to do then. Oh, no, no, no. 
That's not what I'm saying and that's not what the scripture teaches. But because that, that you have been saved, it has changed you from who you were to what God wants you to be. And you change your life according to God's plan in your life. But that never makes you where you're proud and boastful. And I drive a better car than them. I live in a nicer house, so that means I am more important. No. Amen. That's displeasing to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Long-suffering. We are, we are to forgive one another. How many needs forgiveness from God? How many has ever asked forgiveness from God? You know how to get forgiveness from God. Forgive those who are indebted to you. The scripture said forbearing one another. They did me wrong. Oh, they said something I didn't like. Forgiving one another. It doesn't matter. I, can't, I, just, I just can't go to church with them no more. Mm -mm, I can't. I can't go to church and sit on the church pew with no hypocrite. Well, you're one too because you can't forgive. So y'all just come there and sit beside each other and be happy. Kindred spirits. <laughs> that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. But it's true anyway. I'm trying to be nice. I Forgiving one another. Forbearing. Long suffering. I'm going to give them one opportunity, bless God. And when that one opportunity has passed, never, ne that doesn't sound like long suffering. You know what the, the deal is? They don't have to get right, you do. If you want to be saved, you get right, put it in the hands of God. It doesn't matter if they ask your forgiveness or not, that's between them and God. It feels good to forgive. Hey, man, you ever carried a grudge? Oh, come on. I've carried a grudge before. I'll just be honest with you. I've, some of these things I've had problems with, some of these fruits of the Spirit, just be honest with you, I still have trouble with every once in a while. Because I'm human. It's human nature. These things that, that God is dealing with is the human nature. That's, that's what we are... We're just made up that way, that we have memories like elephants. We remember what people did. We remember what they said. We remember how they hurt us. But the scripture said, you forgive them just like God forgave them. You know what Jesus did? He went to the cross. Those people that were spitting on him, those people that were that were beating him. Those people that placed the crown of thorns on his head. He said, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves. And weep for your children. I am going to Calvary where everybody here now, everybody that is not here now, and everybody that is going to come in the future, I am going to Calvary to forgive them of their sins. And Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them, for they know not 
what they do. Now, I'm telling you, somebody had me down nailing nails in my hands. I'd have trouble saying, Lord, just pour a blessing out on them. Just do them good, God. Bless them with lots of money. Bless them with great family. Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Stephen, when he was being stoned, he looked up into the heavens, being full of the Holy Ghost. And he said, Lord, hold not this charge them. You know what that produced? That produced the great Apostle Paul. He was there in agreement, holding their coats while they were throwing rocks at the preacher. But the preacher looked back and he said, Lord, don't hold it against them. They don't know what they're doing. And out of his forgiveness produced what we know as the Apostle Paul that wrote the majority of the New Testament letters. That's what forgiveness would do. Amen. That's what long-suffering will do. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so do ye. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Bitterness will destroy you. But forgiveness will make a godly person out of you and a happy person. The fifth one today. Lord, have mercy. Where does time go? Fifth one today is gentleness. A disposition of or to be gentle. Soft-spoken. I told you I had trouble with some of these. Soft-spoken. I'm going to try to work on that a little bit. Kind. Even-tempered. Mm. Refined in character and conduct. Scripture said in 2 Timothy chapter, we might need to just skip on over this one. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 24 and 26. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach. Patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover themselves of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. What the scripture is saying here, it is, it is not just talking to the church, but to the ministry. His son in the gospel, Paul is speaking to Timothy, his son in the gospel. He said, you have to be gentle, man. You have to be patient in your teaching. You have to give people time to repent. You have to give them opportunity to get right. And that timeline and that time scale is not on your time. But that's on God's time. Amen. Why does a preacher let that go on? Why don't he do something about that? It's not on your time. It's on God's time. Amen. If the preacher cut off your head every time you'd done something you shouldn't have done, where would you be today? 
Amen. Why? Why should I allow this any longer? Use patience. Wait. Wait. Let God work. And through your patience possess ye your soul. Be gentlemen. Out to teach. Show meekness. Instructing those that oppose themselves. These that are opposing the gospel. You just keep on preaching. And you keep on teaching. And you keep on praying. And when you've done that, you preach, teach, and pray some more. You show patience. You be long-suffering. And you be gentle. Because you are working with the human soul. If we're not very careful, we will let our mouth overload us. In this day and hour that we live in, we will let our fingers overload us. We will say things on networking that will destroy good people. Oh, it's getting quieter. I, I'm being nice today. I'm preaching for you, not, not against you. But this is what the Holy Ghost to do for you. You want the Holy Ghost to work? You want the Holy Ghost working in your life? This is what it will do. If we're not careful, we will destroy good people. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Amen. Because we can destroy people that would be productive in the kingdom of God if we're not very careful. We need to use some gentleness in the house of God. Handle new babies like they're new babies. Handle each other like you're my brother. And you're my sister and I don't want to go to heaven without you. Love one another. Be gentle with one another. Not so harsh. Not so critical. i tell you what I'd do. Your day's coming. <laughs> your day's coming. You'll get your chance to prove what you will do. If you have that attitude in life. Amen. Pray for one another. That they can overcome and be an overcomer. If there's ever a time where the church, the body of Christ, this church, this congregation, needs to stand together in arm in arm and in unity. We are living in that day. We are fighting spirits on every hand. When we come to the house of God, we don't need to be fighting amongst ourselves. Amen. We find a story of this. And where Moses found an Egyptian that was beating a Hebrew slave. Moses took the life of the Egyptian. He comes back a time later and finds two Hebrews striving with one another and he said sirs let's don't do this we are we are the same here and you know what they done they turned on Moses you're going to kill us just like you killed that Egyptian man we're fighting devils on every corner we're fighting devils in the workplace we're fighting devils in the businesses we're fighting devils in the world we're fighting devils in the school we're fighting every 
if there's ever a place where we need to have comfort and safety, it's in the house of God. To know you're my brother. You're on my side. We're fighting the same devil. We've got the same thing in mind. We're going to be victorious together. We need to stand arm in arm, church. Amen. Amen. Be careful when you bite and devour one another that you're not consumed of one another. Titus chapter 3, verse number 1 and 2 says, Put them in mind to the subject, to the principalities, and the powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Gentleness, being gentle men and gentle women, showing and speaking no evil of no man. Don't be a brawler, but be gentle. Show meekness to everyone. Amen. Because that's what our Savior did. That's what our Father did. That's what we're supposed to be producing today. When I started uh, teaching on the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit, I didn't know that it would tighten things down so tight. <laughs> I didn't know it would make everybody so quiet. I thought we'd shout about it a little bit every once in a while. But, but when, we, when we look, and it's good, it is good that we stop every once in a while and we look at who we really are. You ever seen anybody at Walmart, Walmart, especially after about 2 o'clock in the morning, the freaks come out. Walmart and IHOP. You ever seen anybody you thought or you even have spoken and you said, they do not have a mirror anywhere in their house because they would not go out in public looking like they're looking. If we are not very careful, we do not have a spiritual mirror in our house. And I love, I love to shout. Man, I love to run. I love to jump. I love it loud. I like it fast. I like to just have a good time in the Lord. But there is times where we need to stop and look in the mirror and see what manner of man I am. Do I look like God wants me to look? Am I acting like God wants me to act? Am I producing what God said I should produce? When God plants the fruit of the Spirit in His vineyard, He don't want to come back and reap the works of the flesh. When God plants His vineyard, He don't want to come back and reap something that He has not sowed but He wants to reap the things that He has sowed in our lives. Gentle, be gentle people. So what we are doing in these few weeks, we're taking time, 
to stop and look at ourselves. Now the answer to your dilemma is not quitting. But the answer to your dilemma is get the Holy Ghost in charge in your life. That we will produce the things that God wants us to produce. The sixth one that I will deal with, and this will be the last for today, is goodness. Goodness just simply is the state of being good. Being kind. Being virtuous. Like Brother... Brother Kurt was saying this morning of the ten virgins, they were all good people. They were showing goodness. They had goodness. They were virtuous. They were benevolent. They were generous and godlike in life and conduct. That's what we are supposed to produce. We are supposed to be good people, trustworthy people. If anybody in the world wants to do business, they are to want to do it with the child of God. You say, oh, all is fair in love and war. Oh, no, not in the sight of God, it's not. Christians, if they give them too much change, they take it back. Because a Christian, if they had overcharged you, we'd want them to take it back. So when we get by without paying for that one meal, we, we let them know, hey, you didn't charge me for this. We're honest people because we have the Spirit of God. And the God that we serve is an honest God. Goodness. Goodness, being good, giving, being generous. This church is a very giving church, a very generous church. Benevolent church. We give to those who have not. We've given to the missions. We've given, I think just the other day, Brother, Brother Pixler was here a couple of Sunday nights ago starting a home mission work. And uh, we were able to take him and, and give him a good meal and take him. He had lost so much weight, I just went ahead and bought him two suits. So um, he was talking to me, and uh, he said, Man, said this church, you and this church are so generous that you've helped us so much. Why? I said, Because God has been good to me. And I have found out, I told him, I said, I had a daddy and I have a father-in-law that believed this and lived this that you can't outgive God. And I have found that to be true, that the more I give, the more God gives. The more I bless, the more God. God cannot bless the closed fist. But you have to have the open hand. You have to have an open heart. We were able the other night, we took up the offering, we counted it, or they counted it. My wife wrote out a check, paid him, and uh, it was, I think, $3,500. My father-in-law said, man, that can't be right. And I said, you know, that don't sound right either. So the Monday we were working in the office and recounted it. There was some that did not get counted. 
So it was a total of around $7,000 that we took up that Sunday night. You know what I did? I called him. And I said, hey, we underpaid you. <laughs> so that had never happened before. Most people want a refund. And so we were able to give him, seen him just this week, gave him the check for the rest of the money that was given to him. Why? Because, hey, God is good to us. God has blessed us. Amen. Trying to do a work for God. Starting a church where there is no church. Amen. Working for God. Getting out knocking doors. His family. It's not only hard on him and his wife. It's hard on his kids. Nobody to associate with. Nobody to be friends with. It's tough. Amen. We need to pray for them. We need to hold them up in prayer. But we need to help those. We're sending money to the missions across seas and in different parts of the world. Why? Because we're not just in it for ourselves. Oh, we could hoard all that money. Amen. The last couple of years, at the end of this year, we'll be given somewhere around $170,000 in the past two years to missions. Sure, we could keep that money. We could, we could build something here for us. We've got good things. And when, we, when God blesses us, He blesses us to bless somebody else. Amen. Don't ever close it up to God. God can't bless you when you close it up. Don't forget to help someone that's not as well off as you. Amen. Amen. I know people approach us every day pretty much on the street. People call here all the time wanting, wanting. My deal is, is where, you, where you go to church at? Well, I was just thinking about going to church. And I, I'm pretty good about giving them money. Last or Friday night, I was walking into the hotel, and a lady come up. Oh, we need some money. We don't have a place to stay. I hate to give them money because I know that they're going to go blow it on drugs or alcohol or cigarettes. But, but, you know, don't forget, some of them are for real, and some of them could be you. If it was not for the blessings and the mercy of God. Some people have fallen on hard times. Some people are facing difficulties in their life. Amen. Some of your brothers and sisters in the church may be facing difficulties in life. I know they could have done things different. They could have saved. They could have... Where would we be if we missed a paycheck? <laughs> We could do some things different too. Psalms chapter 23, verse number 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness, goodness, goodness is going to follow you. When you produce goodness, goodness is going to follow you. Mercy is going to follow you. And because of that, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms chapter 31, I must hurry. Verse number 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Psalms 33 and 5. 
He loveth righteousness in judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Now how is the earth full of the goodness of the Lord? It's full of the goodness of the Lord because of you. You are the children of the Lord. Psalms 107 and 9. For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. When you come to the Lord, you were a hungry soul. He filled you with goodness. You dwell in the world. So there the goodness of God dwells in the world by the church of God. By the fruit of the Spirit that the church is producing. Amen. We are blessed people. And everyone, you look, you look at the life of Abraham. Abraham was blessed of God. Everywhere he went was blessed of God. Not because of them, but because of him. Amen. The, the kings of that day said, we want to keep you here because we have realized that when you're here, we're blessed. I want to tell you the world is blessed because of the church. Amen. This world is a good place because of the church. Amen. We make it better because we are filled with the power and the glory and the goodness of God. Your workplace is a better place because of you. Amen. The school is a better place because of you. Everywhere we go, we're bringing goodness. We're bringing mercy. We're bringing the blessings of God because we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, contrary to some so-called religions in the world, Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 45. And I am, I promise you, I am at the end. Ye have heard that it hath been said. Now this is a very familiar voice here. This is Jesus speaking. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For He maketh His Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and He sendeth rain to the just and the unjust alike. Amen. This is what the Scripture said. If somebody does you wrong, do good. If somebody speaks evil against you, do good. Amen. If someone does something you don't like, show them goodness. Because your Father, which is in heaven, He lets the same sun come up on the good and the bad. Amen. He lets the same rain fall on the just and the unjust. Why? Because He is God. He is a merciful God. He is a grateful God. It doesn't matter if they bless His name or curse His name. He still loves 
loves them the same. I want to tell you, church, we have got to produce the fruit of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Very popular religion today, the Muslim religion. Kill everyone that don't agree with you. That's pretty much what it is. I was reading an article in the Houston Chronicle a couple of weeks ago on Sunday. Some of you probably seen it about a young lady in Pakistan that they came in. She was working in a call center. They came in and uh, she had a cross around her neck. And uh, the guy said, are you a Christian? And she said, yes, I am. And he told her to do something, give reverence to Allah or Muhammad, whichever one. I think Allah is their God, Muhammad is their prophet. I really not, don't spend a lot of time uh, studying about false religion. But she would not do so. And they came in with acid and throat in her face, held her down and poured it down her throat. No one would help her. She was laying there. Everybody was scared to help her and take her to the hospital. Finally, they got her to some hospital. One would work on her, and they tried to get her out because they were scared. They were outside coming into the hospitals trying to, to get them to, to just throw her out in the street. Some way or another, she ended up in Houston, and a family has taken her in, and they've done reconstruction surgery, and and uh, trying to rebuild her face and her body that has been destroyed by someone's evil actions. This Bible teaches us that we are to love our enemies. I love people that don't believe like I believe. Amen. Because such were some of you. You're not going to win the world by telling them all the time how wrong they are. But you're going to win the world by people seeing God in you. You can say all you want to say, but your actions speak louder than words. So God has not called us to be a judgmental people, but He has called us to be a merciful people and to show mercy and kindness to a lost and a dying world show them God show them God amen let us all stand goodness 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 so this morning long suffering gentleness and goodness these are things that the Holy Ghost will produce in all of our lives if we would allow it to do so. So right now, I know this is probably not service that makes anybody want to run, want to shout, and probably not even make you want to pray through, but make us think. And what I want us to do right now I want us to close our eyes and lift our hands 
And let's look into that spiritual mirror right now that God is holding up before us. And I want to ask us to ask ourselves, what am I seeing in the mirror? Won't you spend a little time right now looking at self? I'm not concerned about my wife right now. I'm not concerned about my husband. I'm not concerned about my kids. I'm not concerned about my brother or sister that's sitting across the church. But what I'm concerned about is what I look like. What am I? What am I? Do I look like a child of God? Hallelujah. Won't somebody talk to the Lord right now? Am I producing the things that God wants me to produce? Or do I look like the world? Am I acting like everybody else in the world? Or is there a change that's happened in my life? Am I being gentle? Am I showing goodness? Am I being long-suffering? Or is there things that I need to change? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have a moment of honesty right now. In Jesus' name. The Holy Ghost is still work. It's still real. It still changes us into what God wants us to be. Hallelujah. 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 Almighty oh, God, turn on that searchlight from heaven. Shine it on each and every one of us, God, that we can see the type of man that we are. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today. Help us today. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Reach out to Him just a moment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We got to look in that mirror every once in a while and see just what we are. See who we are and what we're producing. Look in our garden today, in our vineyard, oh God. What are we producing? What does it look like? Is it pleasing to you? Now all together now, let's lift our hands and our voice again. And let's thank God that He didn't have to leave us the way that He found us. But thank Him for His mercy. Thank Him for His grace. Thank You, Lord, for Your long-suffering. Thank You, God, for the light that shines down from heaven that we may see ourselves. God, thank You for what You have done. Come on, somebody give Him praise right now.